This is the Six Man Show, an Orlando Magic podcast, with your hosts, Luke Sylvia and Jonathan Osborne, covering all things Magic basketball. By fans, for fans. Go Magic. What's going on, Orlando Magic fans? You guys are back with the Six Man Show. It is April 27th, 2020. I actually said April, not March this week. I'm here with my man, Luke Sylvia. Luke, how are you doing, my friend? Doing well, man. Uh, just, you know, same thing we've been doing. I feel like I say that every week, but it's, it's it's true. It's still true. Have you have you put the announcement out there yet? Like, the announcement that you got news on this week? I uh, think, like, yes. I feel like you did. Yeah, yeah. My boy, did. hashtag girl dad. It's true, hashtag girl dad. Congratulations, That's man. That's so awesome. Thank you, man. So it's uh, going to be October, so we're we're pumped. Uh, these these months might kind of drag a little bit just because the anticipation is so high. I'm sure with the second kid, it goes by a lot quicker, but this first kid uh, just feels like she's been in there forever. Yep, I, I understand that. It does, like, the first kid, it's like, man, I just want the kid here so bad. And the second one, you do, right? But then you're, like, faced with the reality, like, oh, my gosh, we're about to have two of these monsters. Yeah, and not to mention and that you're not ready. looking after one kid so much, and that takes up so much time in your day that a time will fly by because they keep you busy. It's true, man. It's absolutely true. So and right I'm, now, right now, time has never, never gone on by so slow than it is right now. Anyway, so you to know add what? That on top of the first kid, insane. I, I maybe it has something to do with the pregnancy. It's so hard to to kind of map out. My wife and I were due in like late August, early September. We, mm-hmm. us and the doctor have differing opinions on that. More so, my wife. But what's the what's the due date that that you you know? Give me so, a breakdown. What's the due date? So this is the thing, right? I'm not going to go into conception. We don't. This isn't that we, type of podcast. We don't need to do that. Just no. give me the due dates. Okay. I'm only asking because my birthday is August 29th. I don't want anything. Bro, my, my birthday is August 25th. Well, look at that. Dude, so what, how do we not know that? What, what was the due date? The due date is September 14th. Okay. The reason that that is funny is because Carmen's sister's birthday is my wife's sister's birthday is September 14th. Mm-hmm. My wife's birthday is September 16th. My wife's father's birthday, my father-in-law, his birthday is September 16th. Hmm. So going into this, Carmen's like, it, it can't be September 14th or September 16th. Right. So at our first appointment, when the doctor said September 14th, I just audibly lost it. It was laughing hysterically. My wife uh-huh. did not find it funny. Right. But... The way that they're supposed to calculate the whole cycle, right, of pregnancy is supposed to go off of like their last time of the month. We don't have to go into that. All right. right. Sorry, sorry, fellas, if you're listening. Yeah. But um, so my wife calculated that and said we should be due like the last week of August. Mm -hmm. So the doctor said September 14th, and now they're like, oh my gosh, she's so big for you know where you're at in your pregnancy. And my wife's like, no, I just think I'm further along than you guys think. Mm-hmm. So, but we don't really know. Anyways, PhD, Carmen, what's up? Carmen's got her PhD. She's she's got her player hating degree. I know that <laughs> for a fact. But no, she she reads so many books and every as I'm sure Lauren is you know reading yes. nonstop about so, everything. So much. Yep. The, the girls do a great job with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so we'll see. It it doesn't really make a big difference to me. Maybe it'll be August 29th. Maybe it'll be August 25th. Who knows? But coming this. Summer slash fall, there's going to be a lot of babies in the six-man family. There is. So a, a busy time. For, we're going to do our us. best to keep grinding. But right. you guys are in for a lot of 
Hey, what's going on, guys? The Sixth Man Show. We're super <laughs> tired. Welcome back. So just bear with us, right? Right. Yeah. But that's phenomenal news, man. I'm so excited for you guys. You haven't decided on a name yet, right? Correct. Correct. A lot of things well, up in the air here. Um, you know, we just need to kind of, I don't know, get the get the name we can decide on. That's the hardest part of a, a child, I think, is uh, getting the name. It's you know, like Lauren talks about the other day. She said. Uh, she said, you know, this is what they're going to be called by the rest of their life, so it's got to be good. No pressure. No pressure. So that is pretty crazy once you think about it. But, uh, yeah, that's where we're at. We're just still in the name stages and uh, kind of trying to figure out what we're going to land on. Well, if I can give you or anybody out there advice, right, as far as like what to – I'm not going to tell you what to name your kid, obviously, but this is my train of Please thought, do. and it comes from, like, the, the West Kardashian relationship, right? Okay. So like their their son's name or or their their daughter's name is Chicago, right? I okay. believe that's one of one of the daughter's names. When they announced that that was going to be the name, they're like, "Oh, we're going to call her Shy." My thing mm. is, if you already know you're going to call your kid by their nickname and not their real name before they're even born, it's probably not a good name. Right. If you're like, already trying to get away from it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that for anybody listening, that's that's my two cents there. Hashtag girl dad. Lots of. Sometimes I think about oh maybe someday we'll tr- you know try for number three and get a boy. But with my luck so far, it'll be another girl. So right. I don't know what you guys have discussed, but it's you know lot lot to think about when you're talking about adding you know an addition to your family. Correct. So, yeah, huge thing. But that's awesome. Anyways, Thank guys, you. we're gonna get into a little bit of news here. I think we are going to lead um, something that we missed actually a few weeks back that the. Number one overall high school prospect in the country, Jalen Green, um, announced that he was going to forego his college eligibility um, and join the G League. And then not too long after that, another five-star prospect, Isaiah Todd, decommitted what school? Was it Michigan or Michigan Michigan. State, you said? Michigan. Michigan. He decommitted from Michigan, and then he's going to be also joining the G League. So if you have kind of missed what's going on like the last, I don't know, is it year, year and a half? Basically, the NBA has decided, I think it starts in the year 2022, that draft, um, that high school players are once again going to be eligible for the draft. Right. You also have the ability to forego your college eligibility, and certain what they deem as uh, premier prospects will have the ability to, to skip college and just jump straight to the G League if they don't think they're quite ready for the you know the real big time, the NBA. So we didn't really touch on that, you know, a couple weeks ago when it happened, um, you know, just for reasons. But uh, Luke, give me your thoughts on that. So, so talk talk a little bit about that. How do you feel about this? What does it mean for? Well, college first basketball? of all, we all know the reason we didn't touch on it weeks back is because we need content to string along so that we can have something to talk about. We did it on and purpose. We did it on purpose. That's why. Uh, no, man, but for real, the, this whole thing, I I think it's great for the time being until they do officially have that in place where high school players can just go straight to the NBA. Um, I'm pretty tired of one and dones in college. I think it kind of ruins the sport. I would, I luckily I'm here for the university of Florida. So the last one and done we truly had was Bradley Beal. Um, and you know, I, as a result, I've been able to enjoy teams. I've been able to uh, cheer for them kind of closely like I do for, you know, the NBA teams that that we follow and especially the Magic. 
Um, and, you know, you feel a bond with that team. And so you get sad when these players leave. But I just feel like the whole one and done thing had an expiration date on it from the beginning. Uh, it was kind of bound to fail. Um, in terms of it just doesn't make much sense. They're not even getting a two-year degree by going to college. Why are we holding them there? So that's a whole other thing, but it does all tie into this. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd. The interesting thing is they're they're creating this team in Southern California for as a G League team where they're essentially, at least with these two guys, are stacking them uh, with each other. So I hate uh, pretty, that. pretty interesting. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it, it does kind of um, take away, like, they could run the G League. Uh, which is pretty crazy, but there will be that, you know, with them only being on that team, they won't be able to be brought up as an, as a player on the NBA team. Um, they can't get sent back and forth, which will be nice. The first stability the G League's really had in terms of players being on the team and the roster permanently for a whole year um, that we've ever seen. So Good players anyway. Right, yeah. So, right, exactly. So, that you know, that's kind of the good part of this is that being in this program in the nba they in the g league they have to stay for the year and then they can just enter the nba draft nobody has rights to them um you know i I think that it's just it is a good move and it's temporary so i mean you can't really bash it too much it's only going to be around for a few years and then they're going to put in that um you know players can go straight from high school to the nba i think long term though they, they have to like the goal has to be to try to generate as much revenue as you can in the G League. So even though we're going to see like, you know, like the premier, like the cream of the crop high school players making the jump straight from, you know, high school to the NBA, I do think that at some point, even if you're not like one of the best two or three high school players, you might just decide, look, I'm going to enter into the the G League draft or whatever it is, play for a year there or two years, develop a little bit, and then make that jump to the NBA. Um, Some guys just aren't going to be ready for the league uh, from a physical standpoint. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. and and the other good thing about it is so often in college you you see college players who – don't translate well their skills don't translate well to the nba that's why you have things that are you know we deem bust and um more so that happens with college football to the nfl i believe but um, it still happens and so i think putting these players from high school straight to a g league team is really smart and i know i don't know if every team does this but i assume it is pretty normal across the board um the lakeland magic um since being employed with them i know this uh you know last year I know that Orlando uh, runs the same plays as Lakeland, or should I say Lakeland runs the same plays as Orlando. Right. And that's a continuity thing. And so those players can come down um, or go up and know the playbook regardless. Um, and also there's that speed, and, and just the, the speed of G League is closer to um, the NBA than that is college to the NBA also just simply better players. There's different so, you know, rule differences and stuff like that. that yeah, and it, and it gets them better well. acclimated. But I do think that that part is uh, is necessary to kind of start building that that continuity between those play. You know, those guys are so young already, and to throw them in from college to to the NBA, especially one and done guys who don't even get a chance to acclimate to college, and then they get thrown in the NBA. It's just kind of a whole mess in itself, and it really doesn't set the players up to succeed. So um, I do think that this is the right move. I think that we'll see a lot of growth from those players, Jalen Green, Isaiah Todd going to the NBA, um, whereas, you know, if they would say one year in college, who knows, maybe their career won't go the same, doesn't have the same trajectory. Um, but, you know, Jonathan, we've already seen this um, kind of play out in its own way. Uh, you know, as we know, the that LaMelo ball went to Australia and forgoed 
was he was foregoing you know playing in college and um so that was a move he made because professional ball is you know kind of closer to nba than than colleges um and also he's able to make money and obviously as a young guy that money is very alluring um to them and uh plays a big factor so yeah jalen green um they i know they said he'll be able to make up to five hundred thousand dollars his first year um and that's not including um any type of brand deals things like that so um that's pretty insane to me uh but i mean it makes sense uh unfortunately he will be the probably the youngest on the team and being paid the most besides maybe two-way guys um as and, and that's solely because base g-leaguers make thirty-five thousand dollars a year so right. um i'm sure there will be some some bitterness that is shown maybe uh, between you know those guys and those teammates, as as he kind of just comes in and is already making 500k at, at the most, and so um, you know it'll it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But uh, in the end, like I've said, and we'll keep saying, I think this is the right move. Well, I I think there's a there's a good point there at first. Like there's definitely going to be that bitterness, but as the NBA, you know, it's in their best interest to try to promote and grow the G League. So even when that rule is implemented, that they can jump straight from high school to the league, I still think they're going to try to. I don't know if poach is the right term, uh, but definitely try to lure more high you know level prospects to forego college and just go right into the G League. The more that that happens, it's just going to continue to grow the G League, grow revenue, and then eventually maybe those salaries can get leveled out a bit more. So there isn't that huge, you know, dis- you know, discrepancy where you're making ten times as much as maybe like the second or third best player on the roster. Uh, my- yeah, and, and, and you know they've got that master plan. They they know where they want it to go. The G League knows that it, they they can make more money this way. Um, I don't see how the colleges will even compete with one and done uh, coach K will not be able to get those guys. Uh, Calipari will not be able to get those guys um, because it, there's literally no, no aspect of that, that they can win. Um, you can, you know, some people might say, well, what about the, uh, the college degree? You know, they could stay if they wanted to after a year. Nope. Uh, the G league has already said, and the NBA has already said, we will allow and pay for them to go get their college degree from wherever they would like after they're done. So that NBA is just, they've got them beat here. Yeah, for the high-level prospects, it's really a win-win. You're going to be playing with a higher level of competition. You're going to be playing literally in front of NBA scouts every single night. Better levels of competition. You're going to make more money. You're still going to be able to get your degree. There's like really no downside for those top-level prospects. When I heard about this, like my first instinct was like, oh, no, what is this going to mean for college basketball? And then when I really started to think about it, like especially talking about like Duke, you know, Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, mm-hmm. UCLA, like the, the big blue-blood schools that draw in these top-level prospects, they're going to get back to the groundwork where they actually have to build programs again. Yeah. At least North Carolina, even when the one-and-done came into play, like the last – like the best team that – you know, the uh, UNC has had in the last, you know, like 15 years was the 2019. Tyler Hansborough, Danny Green, Wayne Ellington, Ty Lawson, those guys. Mm-hmm. Since then, we've been like struggling to recruit those one and done guys. When they won the, the national championship back in what was that, 2017, it was Joel Berry, a guy who was there either, you know, three or four years, Isaiah Hicks, Kennedy Meeks, guys that were there three or four years. The highest level prospect that we really had was, I mean, we had, you know, Cole Anthony this past Mm -hmm. year. That didn't really pan out. Uh, A few years ago, we had Harrison Barnes, who, you know, they got 
pretty deep into like the, the NCAA tournament, just didn't turn into a national championship. But that's what I'm most excited about. I think at first it's going to hurt college basketball a little bit because they're like, okay, we actually need to start recruiting and, and building programs again, guys that are going to be in this program, you know, two, three, four years at least. Um, so I think it's going to be, like you said, it's going to be better for college basketball overall. The thing that I really don't like about this G League thing, especially like this first batch, is that Jalen Green and Isaiah Todd, like you said, are going to be on the same team in the mm-hmm. G League system and potentially like take over the G League. Right. Obviously, that's going to be like the premier ticket anywhere that they play. They're going to be like the you know like the Miami Heat, you know, going back to 2010 of yeah. the G League. Everybody's going to want to see that team. Um, guys are going to want to play and sign for that team because they're going to have you know those premier prospects and everything like that. What I would like to see is them implement some kind of like G League draft, where if yeah. you're one of these prospects coming out, take like the worst 10 or, or 15 G League teams um, and and basically enter them into a lottery. And then from that point, you pick like the best of the best. And then once you've played your one year in the G League or whatever, and you decide you're ready to go to the NBA, then you actually enter the NBA draft. So it's not like if you join a G League team, that team has like exclusive rights to you or anything, because then you just enter the NBA draft and go from there. Yeah. And but the other thing, as I'm thinking about it, that is kind of odd. Um, Obviously, we know that you know they're saying it's going to be in southern california this g league team it's kind of a mystery and like what it's going to be i haven't seen a whole lot about it but the interesting thing is every g league team has an affiliate so you look at the lakers they've got the south bay lakers you look at the warriors they have the santa cruz warriors you look at the kings they've got the stockton kings you look at um the la clippers they have they have the uh i believe is the agua caliente clippers of ontario team so They've got all these teams already in California. So it's kind of like, is this really like, are, is this going to be permanent? This little like team that they put in Southern California? Is that where all those players are always going to go? Right. Um, and, and I don't know, maybe it's a good idea. I don't know. That's why they're in these positions and I'm not, but like you said, I don't really like it. I would like for them to go to a G league draft their first year. Like you said, have lottery teams just like they do it now, and um, and just have those players in that draft pool. So, um, very interesting to see what that team, even if they even announce it as an affiliate to anywhere, it, it'll be. I mean, I think it'd be the first G League team to not have an affiliate to any team, if that is the case. So, um, there's a lot of exciting things to look at when it comes to that. There's a lot of movement. I love um, coming from the G League myself. Um, obviously, not as a player. Uh, I know you'd be surprised by that, but uh, but you know being there you get you know you get to know these players you get to know their stories you get to see kind of the difference in life of g league to nba but to see that maybe the g league can get more money i say good for them um i think the g league is a good league i think it is a genius development league um one of the sports that's truly gotten it right and uh i i really am excited to see um, them flourish because of all this and and the moves they've made with the nba well, it's going to be a matter of time, and right now, that's really all that we have is time. We don't know mm-hmm. when the, the G League is going to come back, um, but right. there has been some news about potentially the NBA kind of starting to come back, if we want to talk about that now. Um, Woj tweeted out either either yesterday or the day before that the NBA has started kind of like preliminary talks as far as in states where, you know, like the COVID uh, restrictions have been eased up a bit, allowing teams in those states to get their players back into individual workouts um, at team facilities. The other part of that is some teams are going to be trying to get their players to those states and to try to find facilities 
uh, where players can get back into individual workouts. So it's not like, you know, in a state like Florida, for example, it seems like we're going to be one of those states uh, that on May 1st, I think is going to be good to go with players getting back to individual workouts. They don't want the magic and the heat to have huge, you know, uh, advantages mm-hmm. over, you know, these other teams if we do actually get back to play. So thoughts on that, Luke? Yeah, I, I think it's a, a good sign. I think it shows that the NBA is not giving up on this season. Not that we thought they were, Thank but God. There, is, there was some pessimism, and I, and I think there still is. Um, I know uh, a few weeks back, Jonathan, you and I were both on the train of NBA seasons definitely getting canceled. Um, while I am still weary of if that'll actually, if it will get canceled, if it won't get canceled, I think there's still a definite possibility it does get canceled. But I do like seeing that they are progressing so that's a relief and um you know but you know whether they say like oh we don't want there to be an advantage really to the state of people in the state of florida obviously because they've lifted that um law and everything like that and kind of eased up on the stay home orders while they say that they don't want there to be an advantage there's going to be an advantage you know every orlando absolutely a-okay with me um magic players heat players are going to be back in the gym immediately um, doing individual workouts because they can't do team ones. But uh, I just think that that happens a lot quicker for those teams rather than, you know, someone that's out in L.A. playing for the Lakers, the Clippers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it'll be interesting to see. But like I said, uh, all in all, really great news to report uh, on this podcast so far because there's really nothing – it's all we're we're making progress, uh, and, and I say that as I'm as if I'm responsible for any of it. But um, but there is progress being made. I need basketball back, Jonathan. I need the playoffs. I I've, I've started twitching a little bit, um, and and I just need playoffs back in my life immediately. I I knew. Like I knew that I missed basketball, but I didn't realize just how much I really missed basketball until I was putting that highlight clip together last week as I'm trying to go through. And Luke has been so great to try to show me the ropes of, you know, Adobe Premiere and all that. I'm trying to learn all that good stuff, expand Mm -hmm. my my skill set. But then last night uh, I turned on that um, Magic Bulls game that they were re-airing, you know, some of that stuff is like the last dance. You know, everybody's so hyped up about Michael Jordan again right now. Um, but watching that and then I watched like the first few minutes of Shaq's debut for the Orlando Magic and just watching that because I've never seen any of that stuff. It all happened right. before I was alive. So, But just able to watch, it was literally like watching a live game. Now, the, the picture quality obviously wasn't as good as what we have now. We're spoiled with the technology that we have, but yeah. it, it literally like – it just felt so good to watch sports. This past week, we had the NFL draft. It felt so good just to feel like, oh, man, this is what it used to feel like to watch like sports-related events on TV. Like, it wasn't quite the same, but it was so much better than nothing. So, Yeah, I'm, it's great. Did you watch that through Fox Sports Florida? I did. You know, that must be nice, Jonathan. Us oh, out here in Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, we don't get Fox Sports Florida. Um, I don't know exactly how that works. If I could even pay, uh, I just think that we're not in range, so that therefore, you know, I don't get that. But that's fine. You enjoy your, you know, your Shack reruns. And uh, next time I'll like Facetime that. you, and that's you can perfect. just like watch it on my phone. Per- like, perfect. Watching that's me ex- watching it. That's what I want. Type yeah. of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's better than nothing. It's true. It is better than nothing. But you know, uh, yeah, man. I I think that uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for it to be back to normal. I don't know when normal will happen. Maybe this is our normal now, but um, yeah, man, I'm I'm pumped for for what's to come for for sports. 
and uh, to see kind of how they handle all the rest of it. What what I ask if there's any Magic players out there listening to this in like. I'm not trying to brag. This isn't. We're not bragging. But oh, you know, boy. we had Jonathan Isaac on the podcast a couple weeks ago. You're not lying. Last week we had Drew Gooden on the podcast, very reputable You're YouTuber. If you haven't listened to that lying. episode, go check that out. But lately, we, we've the, uh, the attention of the pod has upticked a little bit, so you never know who's listening. Right. But Magic players, if you guys, are, if there is ever a time where you are going to go into the gym and bring your phone and make those Instagram posts, mm-hmm. this is the time. Absolutely. People will eat it up like pineapple Dole Whip. Wow. 100%. My wife's you know, trying to make it here at home, so we'll see how that goes. But I would, I'd be all over that stuff. Seeing Mo Bamba getting back into the gym, Jonathan Isaac definitely, Chuma Okiki, if, if you feel so you know, obliged to do that, we'd love to see some footage of you as well. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm excited. You know what I'm really – what I, I might be like equally as excited for at the, the possibility, at the prospect of – Hmm. the barbershops possibly reopening yeah it's getting rough nice. out here i have i have worn a hat on this podcast uh for at least four weeks straight um and that is just simply because i need a haircut i think i am probably two to three weeks overdue and uh it's starting to get a little long i can pull my hair down the front of my hair down and it almost touches my nose the top bottom of my nose tip of my nose so we're uh, we're getting there, Jonathan. We're we're approaching caveman hours here. So I have a receding hairline, so that's why I wear the hat. But you know, it it <laughs> is what it is. Ask. I still grow it. The hairline's just ever you know every couple of years just going back a little bit further. But like the sides and the back and everything, it's touching my ears. I I can't I can't do it, man. I texted my barber today. I'm like, what's the deal with the shops, man? Are is the shop reopening, or am I gonna have to make a trip to your house because I, I'm <laughs> I'm getting desperate. It's getting bad. Yeah, I, I usually go to sport clips uh, because my hair is not hard to cut. I just use a scissor cut, and that's all I need. So I've been looking at their app and just seeing if there's anything. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm looking for anything Ref- on their app. You're refreshing it like a Disney Fast Pass. Like, I, come I on, am. Come on. I need them to say either open or have some little area on the app where it tells me that, you know, so-and-so will, will come to the house if you at a flat rate of this and cut your hair. That's all, That's what I want. I want some. I just want the in-home haircut, and uh, I, then I'll be good for another month. What's the most amount of money that you would pay for a haircut right now? Right now, the most amount. Might be I'd pay a hundred dollars my... for a haircut right now. Whoa! I would pay a hundred dollars. See, I'm... see, right now I'm I'm able to to kind of rock the hair that I've got right now solely because I only see people on Zoom call meetings, and I wear a hat. Uh, I only see my wife otherwise, so like I'm okay, but I might start going to back to work soon, and I really hope that shops will open up again then. I hope there's not a delay, uh, because then at that point, yes, I will spend $100 on a haircut. I think right now, normally, um, I, I pay about 20, 25 bucks for a haircut right now, uh, so I would be willing to probably right now, I, I think I'd be willing to pay like probably 45 50 Right. But I'll be I'll be at 100 next week if I have to go back to work. Next I'm week. just I've for I've been going to the same guy for like 10 years. He he knows like my schedule. We have like every it's every nine to 14 days we've got it like wow. down to a science. Every nine to 14 days I get a haircut. Like that's just that's my routine. Mm-hmm. I like the way that my head feels at that point. You know it it just is what it is. And it's been it's been like almost a month and a half since I've had a haircut. And I'm di- I'm just dying, man. I cannot I wait. I, I'm in the same boat, but I'm usually a monther every monther, so I'm right. I'm not struggling as much as you are right now. 
Well, you know, like I said, I don't have that much on the top of my head anymore, so I got to dress it up the best that it's I can. Gotta I got to right. maintain it. Yeah, I gotcha. So when when it's all there and you just you're like, you know what? It's gonna be here forever. I can cut it whenever I want. Mm-hmm. So me, I I don't know how many haircuts I have left. So I, I got to get them <laughs> in as much as I can. Yeah, I feel you. Anyway, so we did mention the last dance. I, I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit here. So everyone knows the last dance Jordan documentary uh, debuted last Sunday night. Two episodes. Uh, Luke, what did you think? Will you be you know watching going forward? Has it changed your perception of anything? Is there anything that you learned? Um, I don't know if there's much that I learned. Um, maybe the exact details of Pippin's huge contract. Yeah, oh not my huge. Gosh. Long contract, not huge. Um, maybe that was the only thing that I that I saw and really thought was pretty ridiculous. Um, obviously they revisited the the Jerry Krause type stuff that you know Jordan and him didn't see eye to eye. Um, you know I, I thought it was interesting. I think that they will. You know, there's you know the the huge Jordan fans will definitely tune in every week. They might see a drop off after the next couple of weeks, to be honest with you. But and viewership. Um, but who knows? And, and people may t- tune in then for the last couple episodes of the series because it is a ten parter, which I think is covering five weeks. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was, I thought it was well done. Obviously, it's ESPN. They're going to do a good job um, producing it. So, um, yeah, I think it was well done. I don't think I liked it as much as a lot of people did. Um, but, but you know, with that being said, who knows? I might tune in tonight. I might play Xbox instead. That's kind of where I'm at. Me, I, like I, I went into it with the wrong perception. Like I, to me, and it, it's just clearly my own fault because everybody else that I've talked to has disagreed with me, and that's completely fine. Going into this, I thought we were just going to be looking at like nothing but behind the scenes stuff of Jordan from that '98 season. Yeah, that is the stuff that I when when that was 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 on the screen during those first two parts of the other night, I was glued in. I was, I was completely locked in and I was like, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. It was so much as like a lot of the Michael Jordan backstory stuff. I've, I've heard a million times, right? right? So that stuff, I was like, okay, you know, I know this, they're doing it pretty well. They're jumping back and forth a lot, but, um, yeah. I, I wasn't a huge fan of that, but some people disagree with me on that as well. Um, but like a lot of the dr- dramatic stuff, like the Jerry Krause, Phil Jackson, Scotty Pippen stuff, I really didn't find that interesting. I, I didn't really care for it all that much. Um, yeah. But from what I've heard is that as this documentary gets deeper and deeper, like the Jordan stuff really gets fleshed out. You see so much behind-the-scenes footage from that season, like the what they're calling the unprecedented access and everything like that. So that's what I'm really excited for. So I'm definitely going to keep watching, mainly because there's nothing else on. Um, right. and, you know, and you know, whatever I, I want to check it out. So, uh, but they did say that that was ESPN's like most viewed documentary in history, like already. Yeah. So, um, it'll be pretty interesting. I don't know if you heard that. Uh, it seems like and this is the, I don't know why we didn't hear about this earlier, but Kobe's final season was filmed in much of the same way as Michael Jordan's 98 season, like unprecedented access behind the scenes stuff. I guess they're working on that documentary as well. Mm-hmm. Definitely can't wait for that. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Um, obviously, because of of his passing, um, everyone will be glued to the news of when that will be out. I, I think that um, that's definitely something I'm going to be tuning into. Um, and it'll be interesting because that Lakers team was not good at all his final season. 
No. So it'll be interesting to kind of see his mindset, see if he still had that competitive fire um, his last season, or if he was just kind of you know being nice to the guys and and uh, and and mentoring them and knowing it was his final season. So I'm interested to see when that happens. Who knows when they'll bring that out, man? You know, this footage of Might Jordan in 98, um, you know, 20 years ago, 22 years ago, it finally is coming out. And that, a lot of that was because MJ was withholding the footage. Um, so who knows? I don't know. I hope this Kobe Bryant stuff comes out way sooner than the Jordan stuff did. Um, because who knows? I, I, I just think that'd be very interesting. I think it'll be a little bit different because like the last, you know, especially the last like two years, definitely the last season just Kobe's interaction with like the media and like what seemed to be his teammates, especially like he was tr- almost trying to change the perception of him as like mm-hmm. this old crotchety guy to this like fun loving, like family oriented guy. So I think just because of that change of perception, it might be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you said, we'll have to wait and see. So, uh, right. but that's pretty much it for the news this week's this week, guys, if you guys have listened up to this point. Now we're going to get into the semifinals of the Dinwiddie cup. This is week five. Next week, we'll be covering the finals and ending the Dinwiddie Cup. But right now, we are getting into our final four. Four teams left. We have Milwaukee that is going to take on the Los Angeles Clippers. And then the New Orleans Pelicans will be taking on the Toronto Raptors. So, Luke, before we get into this, final thoughts. What do you see panning out tonight and the rest of the Dinwiddie Cup here? Uh, I think that the closer series, well, really, they're they're both probably going to be close series. I think that they're both, you know, if it was if it was flip-flopped where Milwaukee was playing New Orleans and the Clippers were playing Toronto, I would say probably both series would be blowouts, but because we've got Milwaukee playing the Clippers on one side being the best two teams left and then Toronto playing the Pelicans, uh I think both series will be tight. Um but, you know, I I I honestly I think it'll build up to be an anticlimactic championship game. Uh but but this week should be fun. Right. Yeah, I think that uh, we're looking at that Milwaukee-Los Angeles Clippers series. Whoever wins that series is really going to take the whole thing, in my opinion. Uh, I agree with the point that you made that both of these series are going to be pretty close. Uh, it's going to be interesting, though, because your pick, the Los Angeles Clippers, are still in it. And mm-hmm. if they win tonight, your your pick for them to win the Dinwiddie Cup is looking pretty good. And it, and if I get that right, you guys have to send me some of that pineapple Dole Whip that you guys are making tonight. I can't promise you that because if it's anywhere near like close to the pineapple wh- Dole Whip at Magic Kingdom, it'll be gone tonight. Yeah, I can't blame you. I really so, can't. I'll tr- I'll, I'll, I don't I even want to lie to you and say that I'll try. It, I, you got like a 10% chance of that, to be honest. <laughs> I will tell I'll take, you, the, I'll tell I'll you how it goes get. one way or the other. If it's good, then you know you guys will be able to make it. You know, mm-hmm. Avert Absolutely. some risk there, and, and there you go. We might be going to the store tonight if you say it's incredible. So All right, all right. Well, without further ado, Luke, let's get into this. Let's see what's going to be our first um, matchup here. So we're going to simulate this with the SimCast. It looks like it's going to be Pelicans at Raptors Game 1. Before we get into this, everybody that's been following the Dinwiddie Cup so far, you know that the last few rounds um, have been best of five game series. So now that we're getting into the semifinals and then the finals, we're going to get back into the traditional best of seven game series. So Mm -hmm. just like we've been doing this, we're going to simulate these games with SimuCast. Um, and then the once we get into possible elimination games, if those games are close in the last few minutes, we'll actually jump into the game and watch those pan out in real time. So here we go. Pelicans-Raptors game one. Here we go. 
All right. And I think just like we, you know, kind of suspected, these games are going to be pretty close. And it's been pretty close in the, the first, you know, couple quarters here. Um, and, and let me clarify. In real life, I think the Raptors win this series pretty handily. Uh, but because it is 2K, they have favored the Pelicans this entire time. Uh, as the Pelicans knocked off so the Lakers, um, which was very unexpected and very 2K-ish. Um, so, yeah, I, I think in real life, Raptors win this series pretty handily as we see the Raptors are up 10 in the third quarter. So, I don't know. We'll see how this one shakes out. So, Luke, I, I, I've kind of been debating about whether I was going to bring this up on the podcast because, as you know, it's, it's a little bit of a personal topic for me. Now, without okay. getting into too much detail, uh, the last week or so I've gotten into this, this new hobby – and I think Luke, you might know where I'm going with this. It's it's called razzing. I do. I, I you want to talk about this? You want to air I, yourself out? I I might as well. Like we don't have anything else to talk about. Oh, we're in overtime. We're here in overtime right now. We'll, 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 we'll give Raptors. it. A, we'll give it a minute here. All right. Let's Looks see. Looks like the happen. Raptors had a couple big shots late to win the game, one twenty to one sixteen. As they take game one, Raptors are now at one to zero. We'll go to Milwaukee Clippers. So are you? St- I'll give you. This is your last chance. Are you sticking with the Clippers here? Oh, I'm absolutely. I started right. with the Clippers. I'm ending it with the Clippers. I, I respect it. I respect it. All right. Looks like Pascal Siakam has had a twist, twisted left ankle. He's going to be out one to two weeks. Oh, that's not good. That's well, not good. So he's probably yeah. out the rest of the series in that case. Goodness. That swings thing. And there is my wife in Twitch chat. She wants to talk about my my new Raz hobby. All I right. don't know. I don't know if we do that. I don't. I don't Avert. know if we go Avert. there. Avert. No, no. All right, we can talk about it. So basically, if you guys are not familiar with razzing, basically what it is, it's like a raffle. Let's say I'm I'm giving away like a six man show autographed microphone, right? I know everybody that wants goes for that. hundreds, hundreds of thousands. I agree. Yep. So let's say I wanted to sell this mic for a hundred bucks, right? Mm-hmm. I can pick the amount of spots that I want to sell, you know, for this raffle and the price point. So if I wanted to give this away for 100 bucks, I could either say I'm going to sell 100 spots at $1 a piece or I'm going to sell, you know, 10 spots at at $10 a piece. You you get the gist of it, right? right. So once everyone has entered, you know, you pick your number or whatever, uh, and then they do like a computer generated raffle and whoever wins wins that prize, right? Mm-hmm. So I've been I've been getting into that, right? So it started with me uh last week. I I'm a gigantic Orlando Magic fan everybody knows that obviously if you listen to the show yeah I I know that you and I have never mentioned that but yeah I'm Mm -hmm. a huge Magic fan I love the Magic good to know good to know but I'm also a huge Giants fan they just had a great NFL draft by the way very happy of the way uh, that that went as the Bucks are up two in the last minute here what's going to happen Bucks win 116 to 111 Luke it looks like our prediction of these being pretty close um, is coming to fruition which means we might actually get some real game footage this week we might jump into multiple games oh my goodness who would have thought all right we're going to get into Pelicans Raptors game two remember Pascal Siakam uh, has twisted his ankle he's probably going to be out the rest of this series here so we'll simulate Pelicans Raptors game two looks like Marvin Williams for the Milwaukee Bucks has strained his right MCL. He's going to be out two to four weeks. Okay. All right. We'll get into this simulation. But anyway, so um, last week it started with me winning uh, autographed Daniel Jones jersey. Dan- Danny Dimes. Started anybody it all. That, anybody that knows me, yeah, it started it all. Anybody that knows me knows that I am a true believer of Danny Dimes and what he brought to the Giants last year. So I won that. But then, Luke, I won a Penny Hardaway autographed mm. basketball. And that's what that's really did it to me. 
Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking, I was like, man, maybe I can get into like one or two little things here that like people are giving away like these big prizes. But if, I, if they're like relatively small entry fees, yeah, yeah, the, the odds of me winning are really slim. Um, but if I win, like that's going to be a like low risk, incredible payoff. Got me into a little bit of trouble with the wife. Mm-hmm. wasn't that happy we had to sit down we had to have a talk about you know <laughs> i need to cut down my, my spending with all that whatever she's right okay but uh, good, luke good good thing to say 10 minutes after pascal siakam is injured okay I, why did my brain see that as a new fact we are, already knew that as the pelicans take game two 105 to 97 i think the siakam injury is going to have pretty big implications in this series as we thought all right, let's go back to game two. We'll get back to the Raz in just a moment here. Um, Milwaukee Bucks Clippers here. We'll get into game two. We'll see if that Marvin Williams injury uh, hurts the Bucks' chances here. But then doubtful. 10 minutes after the draft started, yes, doubtful. 10 minutes after the draft started, I won an autographed LSU Joe Burrow signed helmet. Mm-hmm, that's so big. it paid off. It paid off big for your boy. Yeah, yeah. So, but man, it, it's, 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 it's gambling and it gives me a little bit of like the sports fix. Right. So I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring home some more, you know, Orlando magic apparel, but yeah, we, the I wife and I, I had to have a talk. Carmen probably thinks you already have too much stuff. So, uh, I think you're walking a little bit of a little tightrope here, but yeah, you know. well, you know, bold strategy, cotton will say this pays off for him. Well, you know, marriage is a, is a tricky thing. Happy wife, happy life. <laughs> you're right. So. Got to do what I can to make make the wife happy. As we're looking at the the Milwaukee Bucks with a two point lead with eight minutes to go in the fourth quarter, man, I'm really excited to get into these uh, clips, clip clips, Clippers Bucks games towards the end here. Looks like our guy, I think that's Ricardo there. Uh, hi, Jonathan and Luke. Hope you're doing well. We're doing well, man. Um, Luke Ricardo is a huge fan out of Puerto Rico. I think he's our biggest fan out of Puerto Rico. Probably the biggest Magic fan in Puerto Rico. Wow, that's awesome. Thanks really for uh, tuning in, Ricardo. Luke speaking the truth, as my wife says in Twitch chat. All right, Milwaukee up 2-0 to zero on the Clippers. Luke, your pick is in trouble. My pick's in trouble, but I think we go back to home court next. So This is true. All I'm right, not panicking yet. Not panicking yet. It's, it's not a series until someone wins a game on the road, as they say. I've heard that Correct. a time or two in my life. Uh-huh. And the Pelicans jumping all over the Raptors to start this game as they're up 34-14 in the first quarter. They're taking them to the woodshed here uh, in, in game three. I think we, if, if you would have told us that Pascal Siakam was going to get injured in the first game and miss the rest of the series, we would have picked the Pelicans to do exactly what they're doing right now. Absolutely. Which is kill the Raptors. Yeah, they're they're smoking them right now. Speaking of the Raptors, uh, you, you sent me a, a text earlier that um, – I think Josh Robbins sent out that uh, some entity is like doing a, a simulation of the possible playoff matchups. Stratomatic. Yep. Stratomatic is the name. And, uh, and and Luke, tell tell the listeners if they haven't seen that exactly what they're doing and ha- kind of how that's all transpired to this point. Because yeah, you had a, a pretty big objection. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the Magic took a they they're doing the simulation of the series of the you know if we were in the playoffs magic took a 2-1 series lead according to their simulation stratomatic simulations and um if you look at this box score um jonathan can you tell me who had what what star player had the least amount of impact in our series with the raptors last year that would be uh, none other than the montenegrin machine nikola vucevic 
Right, right, right. So the same Nikola Vucevic that dropped 28 points uh, and 15 rebounds on the Raptors, who, by the way, would still be getting guarded by Marcus Gasol. Uh, not a lot changes there. Um, I don't really trust the simulation. I would love to believe we'd be up 2-1 right now, but also I look down at the box score. As you pointed out, Markel Fultz played 22 minutes. So, Strange. you know, there, there's just there's just things there that are kind of suspect when try, it comes to Try to, to like, let's, ty- let's talk hypotheticals right now. Like, try to put yourself in, like, that kind of mindset. The Magic steal, like, maybe game one. I think they did win game one they in did, that simulation. So yeah. Magic win game one, right, in Toronto. Mm-hmm. So we're like, all right, nobody's all that excited right now. You know, like we won game one last year in Toronto and then we right. got smoked. Now they don't have Kawhi, but everyone's probably still a little bit cautious at that point. Game two, the Magic lose. And people are like, yeah, see, this is exactly what we're saying. This is what happened last year, blah, blah, blah. Now we go back to game three in the Amway Center and the Magic win game three. Take home court advantage, right? What yeah. are we talking about at that point? How, how excited are you? How much are you freaking out? Um, as the Pelicans also took Game Three and now are up two to one on the Raptors, ironically. Yeah, let's go ahead and start this uh, Milwaukee LA simulation, and uh, I'll get back into this. I yeah, so my mindset at that point, I'd obviously be hyped. I was hyped last year when we went up one zero, um, but knowing if that happened this year, knowing kind of how last year panned out, I would definitely not be as hyped as I was the year before. Um, but yeah, at this point, if we're up two one. We have another home game where we could go up 3-1. I mean, you're thinking about that's the biggest game swing of the series right there for, for us. Um, I I mean, what what else can you say? But I'd be hyped thinking we have a real legitimate shot getting to the second round. Thankfully, and all thanks to the fact that the Raptors don't have Kawhi Leonard this year. Absolutely. And at that point, we'd be talking about the biggest game in the last 10 years for the Orlando Magic. The city would just be on fire. I'm getting chills talking about it, Jonathan. I, I really am. And honestly... I, we talked about this with with Drew, you know, as far as like my dream matchup, it would be Toronto. Um, yeah. And if that ends up happening and it's not Milwaukee um, by whatever, you know, random act of God at this point, that's what it seems like it's going to take for basketball to come back in the first place as the Clippers now take game three. So your pick is still alive and we have ourselves a series there. Luke. Told you I, wasn't, I wasn't panicking. You were not Steady panicking. Hand. You're not cool panicking. under pressure. That's it. Cool I've seen Luke, it in Warzone plenty of times. <laughs> Carrying the team on your back, it's a, it's a, you know, it's you versus a, a three man squad, and you're just, mm-hmm. you're, you're popping their melons. I listen. Their heads. I, when I say it, melons, I mean heads. Right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, man. I mean that. It, it is what it is. I'm, I'm cool hand Luke. So cool hand Luke. I like it. All right, so we're getting into game four here. Um, Pelicans Raptors. If the Pelicans win here. Uh, they're headed back to Toronto, up 3-1. But this game has been pretty close here so far for the most part. Uh, but, yeah, Jonathan, I mean, hypothetically, do you think that uh, if we were up 2-1, you think we could get the job done and, and, and go beat Toronto? Ah, man. My or, or do you think it would be too good to no, be true? But my body... <laughs> Mm-hmm. My body's telling me, yeah. I don't mean to, you know, sing a pedophile song. <laughs> I, I apologize for that. Um, and a urinator. But uh, I would be, that would be like the most torn that I've ever been in my life, probably over anything. Well, if you look at it, you know, you have to take into account what's happened in the series. Uh, the game that the Magic hypothetically won, um, Pascal had 32 points. 
um, and Lowry had 20. So, I mean, that's pretty like that's not bad games from those guys, right? So if that happens in real life, you got to think, you know, they we gave us their, our, best, their shot. best shot and we still won. So um, I think we'd have so much momentum. The Amway would be rocking, and uh, I think four, we'd end up winning. We, it would just we, be we, a disgusting, filthy, amazing atmosphere in the best possible way. Absolutely, I think I think we would we would win if we were up two one on the Raptors this year. To be honest, this is what would happen. Like you know, playoffs come around. You know, all right, I want to go to a playoff game. I got to start socking away some extra change to buy playoff mm-hmm. tickets and everything like that. Yeah. So my wife last year we were like, all right. This is the first playoff game we've ever been to. You know, we want to have somewhat decent seats. So we, we spent a little, a pretty decent amount of change on that, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. we would do that, right? But then it's like, okay, if we win that game, I'd be looking at my wife like, we have to, we have to go to game we four. To we have yep. sell the kid. We're going to game <laughs> four. You know what I mean? Like, Carmen, I, I would just want to be listening. at every game. I just, oh, it's, that's why I want to move eventually closer to Orlando so I could just go to every single game and it not uh, be such a big deal. Yep. All right. So uh, Clippers have a chance to tie it. They're they're back home in L.A. The Raptors tied it up, by the way, for those of you that missed it. Uh, The Raptors have made the series 2-2 with the Pelicans without Pascal. How amazing would that be if they push that series to seven games? Because seven-game series usually takes about two weeks. Mm -hmm. And then Siakam could possibly come back for the the finals. So the Raptors are doing their best to, to stay in it. And the Clippers are up eight early on in the second quarter here. Yeah, they are, but Bucks came back and now they're up five in the second quarter. So it, it, this is going to come down on the wire. It's just going, it's going back and forth, back and forth. This is, you know, what a lot of people would say would probably be the NBA Finals this year if we're able to get back to basketball. Yeah, or you know, there wouldn't be the Pelicans to beat the Lakers. Um, true. Very true. But who knows? Maybe there would have been. Maybe the Pelicans could have grabbed, ended up grabbing that eight spot. I think they did have a really good chance of it. So. I don't know, man. I, I really hope that they don't just shorten the regular season, but I think they will. I hope they don't s- jump right into the playoffs. We have a real shot to grab that seven seed. Orlando does, so that would be nice. As the Clippers win by, what are we looking at, 18-point win to tie up the series. Cool hand Luke. He's. he's um, he I told you panicked. I'm not worried. All right, going to game five here, Pelicans-Raptors. And uh, we'll we'll see. So now uh, the Raptors are back at home. That crowd. And can we talk about that atmosphere? Like the the last couple of years, what they've developed there with like the Jurassic Park outside of the stadium yeah. and everything like that. Like it just goes to show you, it doesn't matter the market. If you give them a, a good team and a legitimate chance at a title, like the fans are going to come out and support. Yeah. And I mean, you got to think that does a lot for the city uh, of Toronto as well. I think that, those players heavily rely on the fans, especially this year without Kawhi. They they still have stayed steady and been one of the top teams in the East. I think that they, you know, that that home crowd and that that atmosphere and the city of Toronto really embracing them, um, you know, doesn't help. Doesn't hurt that they won a championship last year, but you got to think that played in a, a part in that as well. And it looks like that home atmosphere is about to drive the the Raptors to a Game Five win. Um, mm-hmm. Raptors are almost up 30 right now in the fourth quarter as they win 117 to 91. Good grief. Was that game five? That was game five. So we go back to New Orleans for the next, for the elimination game, win or yep. go home for them. Absolutely. All right. We're going back to, we're back in Milwaukee now for game five as, uh, the Clippers are, are looking to steal one on the road against the Bucks. 
So, question: Do you think that Toronto eventually builds a statue for Kawhi slash retires his number? I think they should. I don't Isn't think that they such will. a weird thing to say <laughs> for think, a guy that played for them for one year? Yeah, the, the guy that played for one year and and won them a championship, and then dipped uh, and and left. But I mean, he didn't want to go to Toronto in the first place. He, he Kawhi did one of those BA things. He said, "I don't want to go to Toronto. I'll go." He went and won a championship and left. That's it's just disgusting. like it was nothing. It's a gangster move. It is. It is, and that's why Kawhi Leonard is so loved. Because he kind of just he he rolls with the punches and he wins a championship. Your pick is looking really strong here, Luke. Up fifteen early in the fourth quarter, game five. So they'll mm-hmm. be heading home for game six, possible elimination game against the Milwaukee Bucks. One hundred six to ninety one over the Bucks. Yeah, and they won every quarter, so that'll happen when you lose every single quarter. Unreal. All right, so we are going back to New Orleans Game 6, Raptors at the Pelicans here. So this is a potential elimination game here. Um, If the Raptors win, the series is over. So if it is close to the end of the game, we will jump in. We will be jumping in. But with our luck, one team's going to blow out the other. Exactly. (laughs) That's pretty much the way that this whole thing has panned out. I was so excited for this idea. I still think it's a really good idea, but... Um, just for whatever reason, you know, the way that, you know, the algorithm or whatever mechanism that 2K has built into the game for simulation just doesn't really reflect what you think would happen in real life. No, it doesn't. And that's essentially why computer simulations and things like AI type stuff, that'll never replace the real thing. Correct. And and being able to play those games. Yeah. And and to be fair, what you think is going to happen in real life almost never happens anyways. No. As the Raptors are up 18 points midway through the third quarter here, now up 20, it looks like the Raptors are going to take this without Siakam somehow. I mean, we completely wrote them off after that injury, and they have just continued to fight and just play their butts off in this series. The Pelicans, it looks like their their gas has, has finally ran out here. Yeah, I mean, you look at that, what, the, what 2K tells us, Zion Williamson fatigued, Brandon Ingram fatigued. So, you know, they they're, they're, they ran their guys into the ground, and that's something you have to learn with young guys and a young team is kind of realizing what their limits are. So even – does it did it say Pascal played? So it looks like the uh, original diagnosis was one to two weeks on Siakam. So it looks like it was more the one week, and then he yep. probably came back after they were down two to one um, mm-hmm. and then brought them all the way back and – and was able to, to carry them through that series. But, yeah, Siakam just with – the, with the heroic effort coming yeah, back double, in – Double-double. Yeah, the absolutely. Championship. All right, well, here we go, Luke. This is our, our last chance of the night um, at a potential you know live-action game actually getting into this here. We thought we were going to, but then the last couple of games here have been blowouts with mm-hmm. the Clippers with the potential to, to close out the series here. We're going to get into it. So Clippers win this. It's over. And it would be the Clippers and the Raptors. As the Clippers are up 16 right now. In the first quarter, just won that first quarter 32-14. to 14. Good never, grief. Never good when you can only put up 14 in the first quarter. Not good at all. Now, real-life implications. Giannis loses this series. The, the, the Milwaukee Bucks get blown out in, like, two of the last three games. Mm-hmm. What happens? And, and Milwaukee? In Milwaukee. Man, I, I'm not sure what happens. That's really hard to say. But you know, 
Giannis still has another year on his contract. He probably just plays through his contract. Then I think they, they might blow it up if Giannis says, you know, when I'm a free agent, I'm not coming back. All right, this is Luke. I think we're going to be able to get into some basketball here. You think so? Because the Clippers are. All right, let's oh. look. Last two minutes. It's a six-point game. Yep. To heck with it. Let's get in here. Let's That's see. All let's we got. see a little bit of this. Why not? Right? What have we got to lose? We haven't seen live action in like two weeks in this mm-hmm. tournament. Yeah. So we're going to get into it here. Uh, Clippers up 102 to 96 with a minute 50 seconds left. If the Bucks can, you know, make, get a stop and hit a quick three, we're looking at a at a close game here. Let me go down, choose sides, make sure the computer is running this here. All right, let's get into this here. All right, the Clippers are inbounding the ball to Reggie Jackson. Shot Whoa, from the elbow. Green bean. Get to go. They go bean. eight. Up eight with 143 to go, and it is – Already looking very bleak for the Bucks. Yeah, you got Giannis kind of playing ISO ball. I mean, he's got he's the Gatorade the symbol from Lopez, and he can't get it to go. Kawhi gets the rebound. They're all gassed right now, but I don't think it matters. Your pick is looking really good here, Luke. It looks like they're just one bucket away from just punching their ticket. Kawhi from the right elbow. It's good. It's Clippers dagger. are up ten, one twenty to go. This is over. Your pick is looking good, clinching. I guess the east slash western conference finals on their home floor and i i would love to see this happen in real life uh because you know long shot it would happen for toronto but you get Kawhi going back to toronto to try to win a championship against the team he just won with that would be pretty crazy and i think that's the storyline we stick with here is that would Kawhi takes to the basket kind of throws up something and gets fouled by Giannis. all right makes the first free throw here comes the second, and they are back up 10. Yeah, that Clutch. would just be like, you win us a championship. Would, could they even be mad at that point? No. Like, like they, all right. They, 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 there would be no boos for Kawhi in Toronto if he came there for the finals. Well, I'm talking like it's game four in Toronto. The Clippers are up three to zero. You know, they're bringing out the yellow rope. The, mm-hmm. the LOB is making its way to the floor. Clippers are up 15 with three minutes to go. Are 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 the Raptors fans booing, or are they just cheering in, in appreciation and thanks? I think at that point, you're getting spanked already. You're down 3-0. I think that you're you're probably cheering at that point. It's it's Kawhi. He won you a ship. You get to see him have it, you know, win another one. So, you know, I, I think that they'd be just fine. Especially if, if you're booing anyone at that point, it's probably your home team. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So 12 seconds left. Clippers up 10, and here they are. They're punching their ticket to the NBA Finals as Lou Will is just going to dribble the the clock out here. And it is all but official. There we go. And you know who's first out on the floor if Kawhi wins that championship uh, in Toronto? Who is that? Nav Batia, the super fan. The super for, fan. For Toronto. He's he a loves, big Hyundai guy. Yes. And uh, loves him from Kawhi as he should, so... Uh, as you see, the the Clippers closed it out. Not really surprised after we jumped in and Kawhi put the game away pretty quickly. And us Magic fans know what it's like to be involved and in, invested in a game, and Kawhi kind of just makes everything, puts right. your hopes away. 
So the field is set. It's going to be Clippers against the Raptors in the finals. We'll, we'll switch this up next week so that uh, the Clippers have the home court advantage there. Uh, but just a quick note about uh, Nav Batia, like you mentioned a moment ago. Last year when I was at Game 3, uh, I was sitting in like the, I don't know, 17th row or something off of the floor. His seat uh -huh. was like right in front of me mm -hmm. on the floor. And just to see that guy before the game just – Anybody and everybody that came up to him to, to talk to him or, or take a picture, like, couldn't be from, you know, a distance, obviously, but couldn't seem to be a nicer guy, you know, more yeah. friendly and gracious with his time to, to not only Raptors fans, but there were Magic fans coming up to him. And I, I got a, I, I came and I was like, bro, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you're, you're just, you're, you're making friends with the enemy right now. <laughs> I'm that kind of guy, though. It, it comes to the playoffs. I, I don't care if my grandma's on the other team. She's losing. <laughs> She's losing. You know what I mean? So, uh -huh. well, Luke, it's it's been a long journey these first five weeks, but we've got our final set: the Clippers and the Raptors. Um, predictions here. What I you've been with the Clippers the whole way, so I I don't think you're going to stray away from your pick now. No, I mean Clippers won four two against Milwaukee, who was the uh, second best team in this playoff, and uh, they won four two. So I think next week it probably ends up being four one. I think it won't be very dramatic. Well, you guys will have to tune in next week uh, to check that out. So, uh, Luke, before we sign off here, man, do you have anything else for the fans? Uh, no, nothing else, guys. Um, only thing is, like Jonathan mentioned, we did have an interview recently with Drew Gooden, the YouTuber, not the basketball player. Um, but if you haven't listened to that, feel free. Uh, go back. iTunes, YouTube. We're kind of everywhere now that we've started doing YouTube. So, guys, uh, feel free to go back and listen to that. It was a fun podcast. Uh, Drew's a great guy, and hopefully we have him back on when there's actually basketball on TV. Absolutely. He, he was amazing um, interacting. A, lo a lot of the attention that we've got on that interview have been from a lot of his fans. So mm -hmm. if you guys are still listening to the show, thank you guys for you know checking us out in the first place. Um, you guys have been really, really kind with you know with, with the words and the, the reception of that um, that episode that we did with, with Drew. Um, and it, it's clear how much his fans, you know, really appreciate what he does and they, they really want to hear him talk more sports. So that's been yep. pretty cool to see as well. Like Luke mentioned, I don't know. Uh, we haven't really mentioned that. We kind of failed to mention that on the last couple of weeks. Uh, we're now uploading every single episode of YouTube. So, um, like myself and Luke during the workday, especially if YouTube is the place that, you know, you really get a lot of your you know content and you listen to a lot of your podcasts. Um, you can see our beautiful faces while you do that or, mm -hmm. you know, ugly faces, you know, Every, you know nope. beauty is in the eye of the beholder beautiful. but um yeah uh, i think i'm beautiful luke no, you, you know you're beautiful as well my friend pause Thank you. I appreciate but uh, yeah no problem i'm sure that lauren would agree so this is getting weird now. Um, we it don't is. have anything else to talk about. Here. We're going to end the episode like that. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to the Six Man Show. Next week, I won't be creepy and, and compliment Luke like that. I think I might have overstepped the boundary there. We're going to have to mm. talk off air about that. Um, but thank you guys for listening. We'll catch you guys next time. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Six Man Show. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher to get new episodes downloaded directly to your phone. Please take a minute to give us a five-star rating and a review. It would really help us out a lot. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Six Man Show and like us on Facebook. We'll catch you guys next time. Go Magic!